Welcome to Ready to March, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Ready to Mosh. It's another episode do not say. No, neither do I, really. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. Are you starting with your news, then? Yeah, I'll start with the news. So as we said last week, 2000 Trees was on. Hmm. And I've had some interesting news, kind of feedback from somebody who went to 2000 Trees. Okay. So we were talking about how we'd never done it before because of showers, or well, the lack of showers. That was one of the reasons, yeah. Yeah, it, and it was quite a big reason. Apparently, the showers were there at 2000 Trees in both VIP camping and normal camping. Yeah. However, they were £8 a time. £8 for a shower? Yes. Sorry if I've just burst your (laughs) eardrums. And it made no difference if you were in VIP or not. The cost was still the same. £8 for one shower? Yes, £8 for one shower. And what frustrated a lot of people is that nobody was told about the cost until they got there. So they were told there were going to be showers, but nobody had told about this payment. And it's, yeah, it's a really extreme amount to charge people. I can understand potentially in general camping, but you would expect it to be included as part of your VIP because it would be at other festivals, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But even so, I mean... That's more than download charge, I think, is it? I don't yeah, know how much. Yeah, download's a fiver, I think. Yeah, I thought it was a fiver. For the but posh showers, for the, well, or, you know, the good showers, the, the good non-communal show- showers. Non-com- yeah, non-communal showers. Uh, but yeah, apparently it was eight quid a time. Another few things as well. Mm-hmm. They also ran out of beer on the Saturday. What? Yep. Ran out of beer? Ran out of beer. So I think they've got cans available. But kind of like the draft, you know, the, the normal beers that you'd get on tap. Uh, they'd run out. Was this because people were drinking more than planned because it was so hot, or did they just really underestimate how much people drink at festivals? No, so I think it's a combination of things. So part of it was the capacity has gone gone from ten to fifteen thousand. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they'd not really put enough provisions in place mm. because you you could take your own beer through, I believe, at two thousand trees. So you could take your beer into the arena. Okay, didn't know that either. Yeah, and they were encouraging people to drink, you know, from the bar. Mm. But apparently, yeah, the the bars just kind of run out of draft sort of draft beers, uh, so you could only kind of get cans. And I think they started to run out as well. Mm. So yeah, it was a major balls up there. I'm um, surprised they were selling cans as well because they're funny about cans because they can be used as well missiles, I suppose. Yeah, in theory, well, that's I'm, I'm sometimes sure the... cited as a reason why you can't take cans into the arena at other yeah. events. Yeah, um, so I think that was part of it. And one of the other things is that wristbands weren't really being checked. So there were people just wandering in and out of VIP all weekend. Oh. Yeah, and it was apparently it was down to the lack of security staff. They'd asked for a certain quota, Mm. and they only got about half of what they needed. So I think I'm going to give 2,000 trees a miss for the time being. Yeah, those stories aren't selling it to me, I have to say. No, me either. Uh, So yeah, I think that's it. That's a no-go for now until they kind of get their logistics sorted and improve the security, sort the shower business out. Mm. Um, yeah. But I've seen some pictures of the food. Yeah. And the food looked really good. 
Well, that's so good then. One positive, yeah, the food did look good. The whole kind of setting of it amongst all the trees and I think there's a small stage that's quite among the trees as well. That yeah. all looks really cool. It is in the middle yeah. of nowhere though. It mm. really is. Can I just mention my favourite story that I saw coming out of 2000 Trees? Mm-hmm. My favourite story was Ginger Wildheart. Oh, yeah. His set, Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners, his dog, Ginger's dog, Maggie, made an appearance on stage. So that's the favourite story I've got yeah, from Yeah, it's a board of collies, that. isn't it? Yeah, she is. Okay, right. My first item, this has been doing the rounds quite a bit this week, is that Alice Cooper's guitarist, Nita Strauss, has quit the band. And also cancelled her upcoming solo tour. She was due to start. So they finished their last European tour date Mm -hmm. with Alice Cooper in Sweden, I think it was. And then she just quit. Her social media post said, there's no drama. In big capital letters said, I'm not pregnant. And that she's going on to her next adventure. So I don't know what that would be. I'll be honest, I didn't realise Alice Cooper was on tour. Yeah, they did the UK dates in April arena dates but we couldn't get to any of them oh because creeper okay. supported and it was with the cult as well oh yeah i do remember yeah now. yeah mm. anyway she'd been with the band for eight years so quite a while yeah that is a long time um but she's already been replaced by kane roberts who's played with alice cooper on and off really since about the late 80s so okay so that's a fine replacement then. yeah definitely uh, my other one is Zach Delarocha injured his leg on stage when Rage were playing in Chicago. So they were playing Bullet in Your Head, I think it yeah. was. And whatever happened, his leg just kind of gave out on him. Don't exactly know what the extent of the injury is because it's not been released by Rage yet. Mm. He did play the rest of the set, yeah, but sat down on kind of on the uh, on the stacks. Mm. Uh, for the rest of the set, but some of the videos I've seen come out of that as well, uh, with the rage, mm. with the rage backgrounds and the stuff that they got going on, it looked incredible. The, mm. the stage stuff just looked really cool, and yeah, that you know, it it looked an amazing show. So hopefully, maybe next year we can get to see them. They're at Leeds this year, but but hopefully they'll play somewhere else next year. Yeah, there might be more more of. A- Full on tour. Yeah. Uh, maybe UK and Europe or some other that festivals. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. Another big news story for the last couple of days is that Pantera re- are reforming. can't say that. Pantera. Um, Pantera are reforming. With that dime bag. Obviously. Uh, or Vinny as well. Vinny, so yeah. just Phil and Rex. There's no definites on who will be in on guitar or drums. I have heard a rumour that Zach Wilde might be in on guitar. That's not going to happen. Um, There's also a rumour who the drum was, but I can't remember now. With some touring happening next year, whether it'll just be US touring or whether they'll make it over here. Don't know. I I genuinely can't see Zach Wilde doing it. It's mm. especially given kind of like Phil Anselmo's reputation of late. Yeah. Well, it's... yeah, they've been controversial a few years, haven't they? Shall we say? Yeah. So. Have you got any other items? No, I've got okay, no other I've just, things. Um, Got one fun one and then just one that follows on from something in last week's episode. Um, So this week's fun item. Mm -hmm. Um, The Heavy Metal Knitting World Championships took place last week. I did see something about this online and then just skipped straight past it. (laughs) I was intrigued, so I delved into it. Um, Didn't even know it was a thing, Um, but it took place in Finland um, on the 8th of July. There were eight different artists from five different countries. <laughs> so they're classed as artists. Okay. Um, we had two UK entrants and there was a UK winner and UK runners-up. 
So the string thing with a the winning... String, what's the string The thing? winning act, that's like... I don't know if you class it as a band, the artist. Um, the knitter. The, well, it's a knitter and a band. So it's like a full-on... Right, okay. <laughs> this sounds even weirder than... Yeah, it's knitting to rhythm, and the rhythm is a live band. So Jesus Christ. There's a whole... I think it was streamed live, actually. And <laughs> you can now watch it back on YouTube, should you wish. So I've kind of flipped through it a bit. So, that, so they can about. stream that live, and we have to watch shit highlights from Download Festival of one stage. Yeah. So... Yeah, we um, we took the gold medal and the silver medal, as it were. The runners-up band, or group, or artist, or knitter, if you will, were called <laughs> yeah. Wool Fumes. As in what? wool. Wool Fumes. Okay. But yeah, give it a watch on YouTube if you're intrigued about it. It's basically, instead of a lead singer, it's like a knitter, and the band play in the background. Surely they should have used the name Wolfenstein. Maybe. I don't know what the other actors were called, actually. Power Wool. Power, power Wool, yeah, that could be another one. Um, but if you are interested in entering next year's, it takes place on the 7th of July. So you can apply now. Uriah Sheep. <laughs> this could go on for a this long time. Just, yeah, I'll stop. This could, I could just keep doing this all night. <laughs> yeah, my last thing I was just going to mention, this relates to one of the singles that we reviewed last week, Massive Wagons, Fuck the Haters. They've released a whole batch of new merch that ties in with it so there are some unicorn fuck the haters t-shirts there's also a kids version forget the haters and there's some things a patch a badge and also some foam hands as well yeah there's foam hands Um, i I did consider getting those yeah got a collection of foam hands growing and part of the profits from the t-shirts and the foam hands are going to the sophie lancaster foundation as well yeah, I saw, I saw, I've noticed that as well. Yeah, so I've got a unicorn t-shirt on order. Can't wait for that yeah. to arrive. And yeah, if you are a Massive Wagons fan, you probably know already, but they've got a whole array of various different merch items in their online web shop. So yeah, go and give that a look as well. Moving on to reviews, I've got an album this week and then you've got a couple of singles mm-hmm. and then I think there's a single we've both listened to. So my album this week is Powerwolf's The Monumental Mass. This is a live album which comes from the live stream event that they did at the end of 2021. Okay. As you'd expect with a live album, it's very much kind of a best of album, I guess. But there isn't anything from their first two albums and it does focus a lot on the last two studio albums. And when you look over Powell's discography, I think this is their fourth live album now. So they do love a live album. (laughs) So you can kind of see why they're um, focusing on the more recent stuff in this one, because they've obviously got older stuff on the other live albums. Yeah, it comes from the live stream event that they did, which was very theatrical, as they are anyway, Mm. as a band. Um, I didn't see the live event, but there is some clips on YouTube of it. It's very much almost like a play-like event i guess it's split into four different chapters which are temptation sin confession and forgiveness sounds a little bit like the maiden legacy of the beast yeah i guess it does a bit yeah potentially inspired by that yeah yeah it's really a really well produced live album at times you can't even tell that it's live i guess you can from the vocals sometimes but can you not hear the crowd or but there isn't no because it was a a live stream it wasn't oh, right. okay. yeah so it was just yeah, kind of a studio was... without audience event because obviously lockdowns were still around again at the end of 21 weren't they so yeah um 
But yeah, you can tell from some of the vocals and some of the guitar work that it is live. And also when the pyros go off, the loud version of a pyro, obviously you get soft pyro that's just a flame or you get like, you know, the the firecracker pyro. Yeah, (laughs) I think I know what you mean. Technical words for it. But um, yeah, it was really popular when it was broadcast live at the end of the year. It actually got extended due to the demand for it. All right. So I don't know how long it was extended for, but it did get extended into the start of January. And as an album, there are loads of different formats for it. So there's various, I think there's like special books, special vinyls, deluxe books and boxes, and obviously a collector's item yeah. as well. I bet they've got a whole range of prices as well. Yeah, I've not actually looked into how much they are. I even heard a rumour there's a cassette version. What are the, cassettes they are coming back, coming back a little, so I wouldn't um, be surprised. Yeah, so... Um, like I say, it's best off, so it's got some of my favourite songs on there anyway. Things like um, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. No, Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Diamonds wasn't old. No. <laughs> it's one of these late recordings again, isn't it? You can yeah. tell. Um, Dancing With The Dead, I love that one. That is a rock fit song that we do, so I can whirl around happily to that one. And um, obviously we drink your blood. But yeah, there's kind of a whole range of the more recent stuff on there and there's kind of a little interlude between each chapter that's just musical. Um, so yeah, if you're wanting just a general Powell Wolf album to listen to, it's a good one to dip into or a good introduction to their live stuff. The single that they released was Fire and Forgive mm-hmm. and that's got a video from the event to go with it. So you can see from that how theatrical they are. Yeah. Um, Things like flames coming out of organ pipes and okay. all that kind of jazz that they do. And I think because they're so such a, a visual band, I think you can say, that's one of the reasons I didn't actually watch them at download, because they're on at like 12 in the afternoon on Sunday. That's, yeah, that's a shit And it time. just, yeah, it just didn't fit right for me. So I didn't, I do want to see them live, but in an arena where you get the whole spectacle of the yeah, pyros and the stage settings. And I know we said it before, bands you want to watch in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> or in a... Enclosed or venue. In tent, yeah. Um, but yeah, as, as double albums go, it's a double album. It is a double album. That was my next point I was going to make. Um, it's 80 minutes, roughly, I think. So it is kind of a double. You get disc one and disc two listed on your Spotify. So. Okay. Obviously that would come across in the packaging. But yeah, that's for something just to, to listen to, to get a taste of Powell Wolf, give it a go. Okay. I've been listening to a couple of singles. Mm. The first one, which. We actually missed the original release date, uh, so this is this was released a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, but it's Patient Number Nine by Ozzy, and it features Jeff Beck. Yes. Yeah. So it was written about Sharon's time in a mental hospital and Ozzy's time when he was in hospital recently. Mm. And it's it's a little strange. It's, it does sound a little bit auto tuney. Mm. And. I, I don't know if that's kind of like a deliberate thing. Maybe it's Ozzy's voice now and everything mm. else. Uh, he's, you know, he's looking full of full of kind of Botox and everything now. He really, it's really starting to show a lot more. But the song is incredible. Mm. I've heard it once. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought it was okay. I'd give it another listen. But just going back to what you said about the auto tuning, it did remind me of kind of about mid late nineties, the os- yeah. osmosis period when he started getting that sound yeah. across on albums. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, and he, he's very much like that. Mm. And the video is got some classic kind of um, Aussie animated feel to it as well. Mm. So there's a lot of animation running through it. It reminded me a lot of the Hellraiser video that he did with Lemmy. Oh yeah, yeah, which is mm. it. I absolutely love yeah, that video. That's cool, that is. 
Um, and it's, yeah, so it's very much like that. And it's also got kind of like a 90s feel with some of the stuff that's kind of live action. Mm-hmm. So when Ozzy's kind of like snarling into the camera mm-hmm. and turning around, it's just got, it, you'll, you watch it and it does feel a very 90s kind of video. Okay, I might watch that. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely worth worth watching the video and listening to the song. I really like it. Okay, I'll give it another listen as well then. The other one I've been listening to is The Greatest Fear by Parkway Drive. Not heard that yet. Have you not? No. You need to check it out. It's mm. amazing. I think it's going to be a huge track. Mm. I think it really will be. And it'll be one that... It, it's the kind of track that could kind of like launch them closer towards a main stage slot at download. Okay. So it's a very... Uh, I'm trying to think how to best to describe it. It's got a... There's a lot of venom in the guitar straight away. And it actually opens with kind of like a, a cathedral sort of organ. Hmm. So it, it kind of makes sense when you watch the video and uh, hmm. kind of like a somebody uh, kind of with, with all the mysterious kind of, uh, with main mysterious character in people being led into kind of almost like a cathedral. Hmm. But it's, yeah, it's one of those, it's going to be amazing live. Hmm. I think it could be one of their biggest hits. So I've seen a, a couple of people complaining that, why are Parkway Drive doing things that sound just like their last album? Because that's what because they sound that's like. what they sound like. Yeah. So there's a there's it's always the same. Those people are never happy with whatever you mm. do. But again, really like this one, and it's a really I mean a very cinematic video. It looks like they've spent a lot of money on that. So check the video out and definitely give the song a listen. We've also got one that we've both listened to again this week, which is the new Five Finger Death Punch single, Times Like These. Yeah. I thought it was all right. I'm completely with you. I'm oh. sort of middle of the road on this. It's... Yeah, it's one of the slower, more melodic Five Finger songs, because they tend to have either the melodic ones or the really... Fast ones, yeah. Vicious, punchy, rah-rah ones. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, heavier ones. Yeah, it was okay. I've listened to it a couple of times. It didn't blow me away, but it wasn't hideous. I Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. I, it's not mind-blowing, but it's a five-finger death punch song that's mm. just, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I think it's an interesting pick if the, for the first single off the new album. You'd yeah, have thought they'd have had something a bit more feisty, oh, catchy, something that tempo. would grab you a bit more. Yeah. Make you want to listen to more, and it's just... Yeah, it's not giving me that no. urgency or... Like the Parkway one has given mm. me the urgency. The Aussie one has given me the urgency mm. for when the albums are released, I want to listen to them. Yeah. This has just kind of, I've gone, yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah. It's, but it's not, it's nothing spectacular. No. And I, I was hoping, for, I think I was hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's what I was probably as well. You know, given some of the other singles that they've yeah. got, I was expecting some kind of fist punchy sing along kind of. Yeah, really, really catchy yeah. riffs and. But- yeah, like I say, it's not hideous, it's not awful, it didn't offend my ears, but, but maybe yeah. the next one will be more of a louder, I, I, Yeah, I hope it's a louder, faster. Mm. Yeah, is that it for this section? I think so. Okay. So it's time for Rock the Week, where we look back on this week in rock and metal history. This is the 18th to the 24th of July got a few general items three of which are on the 18th of july in different years okay so my first one is on the 18th of july 1978 def leppard made their live debut i wish they didn't 
Well, anyway, that's your opinion. <laughs> Any ideas where they may have played for their live debut? Somewhere in Sheffield? It was somewhere in Sheffield. I don't know, was the lead mill around then? Probably. I don't know, it was around in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Is it somewhere I should know? No, you'll not guess. Okay. Why are you asking me that? You know, entertainment value. <laughs> Um, they played at Westfield School in Sheffield to 150 students. Fair enough. Okay. So there you go. The next one is the 18th of July, 1993. Mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine protested against musical censorship on their Lollapalooza set in Philadelphia. Okay. You, do you remember that one? I don't. No, what they... Oh, oh hang on. Hang on, hang on. Is this the one where they got naked? They did, yes. Yeah, I do remember this. Almost naked. They were naked. Yeah, it sucks. No, that was Chili Peppers. That was on Chili Peppers. Yeah, I think yeah. they just did that for fun. Um, no, Rage did it um, naked except for duct tape across their mouths. Mouth. Yeah. And PMRC on their chests. Yeah. Which was Parents Music Resource Centre. They refused to play a note of music and just stood silently for 25 minutes on stage. <laughs> I love Rage Against the Machine. Yes. Yeah, they, they used to get in a lot of trouble for things like that. Next one, 18th of July 2001. This saw another addition of many items, there are already, to the Kiss merchandise collection. Have I got to take a guess what it is? You can if you want. Coffins. Yes. No ordinary coffin, though. This is a Kiss casket. Yeah. Casket with a K. So these were a limited edition available between 2001 and 2008, costing around $3,300. And Dimebag Darrell was buried in one after he was shot in 2004, mm. which was actually donated by Gene Simmons. But Gene Simmons gave something away. Gene Simmons gave Jesus. something away, yes. <laughs> Apparently they've got the four faces of the band on, the Kiss logo and Kiss Forever. Yeah. And then they did another limited run of them in about 2011, and the price had gone up to $4,000. I, I do remember these being released, and mm. they did look really cool as they well. They did, actually. Yeah. Um, I think I bought one just to keep in the house. Yeah, that would be quite cool, actually, in the corner, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, yeah, they did all kinds of stuff. They did they had their own um, pinball machine. and Yeah. Like any piece of tack they could get their hands on, they, mm-hmm. they turned into merch. Yes, they did. My next one is actually a follow-up from last week, if you remember me saying on the, I think it was the 10th of July, 1990, when Stephen Adler got fired from Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. One year and one week-ish later, he filed a lawsuit against Guns N' Roses, saying that he was fraudulently removed from the band, and it was them that turned him to hard drugs, or introduced him to hard drugs. Yeah, I'm assuming that didn't go well. Well, we'll tune in next week, we might have another update. (laughs) Fair enough. And then my last one, um, couldn't not mention this one really, a sad one. 20th of July 2017 was when Chester Bennington passed away. Okay. That's five years ago already. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long, does it? But And as many people also know, it was also, or will also be Chris Cornell's birthday on the yeah, same day. Yeah, it was, day. yeah. So he would have been 58 this year. Oh. There we go. So that's my generic look back into the past for this week. All right, then. Here's some singles uh, in history. So, 2000, Take a Look Around by Limp Biscuit was at number one. Mm-hmm. Spent 10 weeks number one, that, that single did. Wow. And one of the things that surprised me it was the first single release from Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavor Water. Okay. I thought it was much later than that. 
Yeah, I think I would have done as well, actually. Yeah, I thought something like Rolling or um, uh, what was the other one, the big ones? Uh, can't remember off the top of my head now. No, I can't. Um, but yeah, but I, was, I was surprised that was the first single. It also obviously appeared in Mission Impossible 2. Yes. Uh, had, I actually quite liked the video, but Fred Durst insists, uh, sorry, Fred Durst stated that he hates it. Okay. Which is interesting because he directed it. <laughs> well, well, you can be critical of your own work, I suppose, can't you? Yeah, I suppose. And the next one is just really odd. Mm-hmm. So 2019, the number one rock and metal singles chart for 47 weeks out of the year was held by Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Oh, was that because the film came out? I can only assume that's what it was. 2019 mm-hmm. sounds about right. It was because, yeah, I remember we went to see it and it was pre-lockdown, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So... But yeah, 47 weeks it spent at number one. Wow, that is still a long time though, even if it was linked to the film. I know the <laughs> film was in cinemas for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah. But... Uh, it had a break in August, which weirdly, I don't know why this was classed as the rock and metal singles chart, um, it was knocked off the top spot by the 1975. Hmm. So I don't know why how that was classed as rock and they metal. Do, they do come under that category, I guess, mm-hmm. to some. Mm-hmm. And the other one was at the, there was four weeks at the end of the year uh, when it was the darkness. Oh, was it the Christmas one? Yeah. Don't let the bells end. Yeah. Yeah, that was at number one for four weeks in okay. this year. I wonder, just going back to Bohemian Rhapsody, then, if it was there for a long time because the film was in the cinema and obviously it started getting released kind of on demand yeah, and to watch at home to stream and then it went on to Netflix, I think. So it kind of consistently was being relaunched potentially to different audiences. To different platforms and audiences, yeah. Um, Yeah, and what else could people do during lockdown? Was it even maybe a TikTok-related thing where people doing videos to it in lockdown? I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, 47 weeks, that's a hell of a... That's some good going. That's a hell of a... That's some royalties (laughs) going in the bank. Right, so following on from last week, we've got the second part of our kind of roundup of some of the smaller UK festivals. I've got a couple, I know you've got a couple. Yep. So do you want me to kick off with my first? Yep, go on then. So the first one I've got is Damnation, which is a late, quite a late one in sort of like festival terms. So it's an indoor one. It's at the BEC Arena in Manchester, which I had to look up because I, it's not one I was familiar with. No, I've vaguely heard of it, but I'm not familiar with whereabouts it is in yeah, Manchester. Yeah, so it, it's pretty much central Manchester. Mm. And, yeah, it's called the Bowlers Exhibition Centre. Uh, that's where it's being held. So Damnation is three stages over one day, mm. and it's featuring 21 bands. That's not bad for a day. Yeah, it's pretty good for a day. Tickets are £65, and some of the bands you can watch there are... It's definitely much of a heavier festival to mm. some of the others. Probably more for maybe a Bloodstock-type crowd. Yeah. So you've got bands like Decapitated, My Dying Bride, Converge, and, I mean, one that I'd be really excited about going to watch is Ministry. So yeah. I've, I've seen Ministry a few times, but... Uh, They're always good, though, aren't Yeah, Ministry are always amazing. One of the loudest bands I've ever seen live. Yeah, eyes were ringing. For about three days. After that, (laughs) so loud. 
Um, is that part of their tour ministry? Because they're touring later in the year, aren't they? They are. I imagine um, it's incorporated. Yeah, I, I imagine it's going to be incorporated into that. Mm. They are doing like a UK and European tour, I believe. So yeah. it's probably a part of that. But yeah, so like £65, it's like that's almost like an old school download day ticket. It is, and to be honest, I think ministry would be about 25 30 on their own, wouldn't at they? Least, yeah, at least 25 And that would be in like 1,500 capacity venues. Mm. So I think for 65 quid for the day, I think that's not too bad. I think mm. that's uh, a pretty pretty good one. And yeah, on the 5th of November, so mm. that might be one to maybe keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely, if we've got nothing else on that weekend. Um, my first one is Burn It Down Festival. Mm-hmm. This one is in September, on Friday the 2nd and Saturday the 3rd, and this is in Torquay. Home of Faulty Towers. Indeed, you could have maybe a little weekend at the seaside, bit of Faulty Towers experience in between. Yeah. <laughs> this is also an indoor festival. It markets itself as the Southwest's largest indoor festival. Okay. There are three venues apparently within three minutes walk of each other. Oh, so it's not all on one side? It's... No, although when you actually look at, I think it was on the ticket site or something, it kind of only has one location as the foundry, which I think is probably the main arena, as it were, the main stage. And then a couple of smaller venues... Yeah, I mean, if it's within three minutes, if it's a three-minute walk mm. to each one, it's not far. Yeah. It? So Friday looks more like a half-day setup. There's not as many bands there, but the um, headliners are Trash Boat. Love Trash Boat. We do. And then the only other band I'd actually heard of on the Friday is Static Dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are 12 others playing as well on the Friday, including Yours Truly, Our Hollow, Our Home, Slow Crush, just to name a couple of them. Say so none that I've heard of. I've not really had a chance yeah, not- to listen to any either up to now, but could be some up and coming bands there. And then Saturday is headlined by Deaf Havana. Okay, you you like Deaf Havana, don't you? I don't mind them. I've seen them a couple of times at Leeds Festival. Yeah. One of what I'd call a festival band. I wouldn't necessarily go and just watch them, but if they're on at a festival, I can give them a watch. So yeah, they're headlining. Quite a few other kind of up and coming getting bigger bands there as well on the Saturday, including we've got Cassiette, mm-hmm. Vukovi, never quite know how to pronounce that, yeah. Vukovi, Tiger Club in Salem, they're kind of the next line down, almost sub-headlining, or potentially headlining the smaller venues. Yeah. And then other ones to know that we've heard of are As December Falls, Modern Era, Harriet, Pupil Slicer, Death Blooms, and Lake Malice are there as well. Do you know what? That's a really, really good lineup. Mm. Are we doing yeah. anything that weekend? <laughs> um, I don't think we are at the moment. It's a bit of a traipse to get to talking with it being Friday as well. It's mm, suppose. having the time off really, isn't it? Yeah, we're not going to get there so late. No, or maybe only doing the Saturday. Yeah, there's about 31 bands in total on the Saturday. A lot of other ones that I've not heard of. One that has stood out to me, people of a certain age will get this, people who are younger than a certain age. Probably this won't mean anything to them. But um, there's a band called the Biker Grove Fan Club. <laughs> Blame, man. Blame. <laughs> so I'm quite intrigued about them. I might have to just give them a listen anyway, even if we don't go. But yeah, there's quite a lot of bands for your money there. Ticket-wise, you can get currently a weekend ticket for £44. That's bulky. I think it looks like three waves of tickets. So the early birds have gone. There's kind of a second wave out at the moment. And then there's going to be a final one for about 55 including your booking fee. You can also get day tickets either 20 for friday or 27 for saturday how are they making any money that is such a mm. that is a great price it's bargain, isn't it? um and then there's also an after party each day which you can buy separate tickets for i think as well so yeah that's incredible 
obviously no camping involved because it's all indoors but i think the website recommends various hotels in torquay that you could stay in as well so that could be a nice little nice seaside weekend there yeah yeah well that sounds great Mm. what's your next one my next one is a little bit closer to home so this is revolution and it's at network in sheffield which is kind of city center based okay there's 37 bands uh, it's two days, which was the 17th and 18th of September, which unfortunately we can't make. The tickets are £50 or £35 for day tickets. Mm. And headliners, you've got Truck Fighters on Saturday, Godflesh on Sunday, but also appearing a couple of bands that we're fans of, Palm Reader on Sunday and Raging Speedhorn. Oh, I love Raging Speedhorn. I, I do love Raging Speedhorn. I can see why they're not headliners, though, because... There's always a chance they're not going to do a full set. Well, after our last experience. After, especially after but, our last experience, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was relative one-off. I hope, yeah, I hope yeah. so. I mean, again, this is another one where I'm not familiar with all of the bands. Mm. But what I love about these kind of things is it intro- yeah, very much like Mangata Festival. It introduces you to new bands and mm. you kind of see who's playing and just want to check out. Yeah. Check out all of the music from everybody and... Mm. Try and whittle down a short list. Yeah, and obviously with a smaller festival, it's a lot easier to do that when you're not traipsing 10 minutes between stages, aren't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're you're not walking forever just to get to a main stage or a little tent. Yeah, um... and you just think, actually, I can't really be bothered. Whereas if 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 you've got a two-minute walk or, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that, that that looks really good. So mm. if we if we weren't away, I would probably say we'd go to that. Mm, maybe one to look for for next year. Yeah. Um, my last one is Rise Fest. This is a one-day one on the 10th of September. It's a Saturday. And it's at the Northumbria Student Union in Newcastle. So again, mm-hmm. a city centre one. Yeah. There are two stages. The main headliner is Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Oh, yes. Yes, please. So that will be good in itself. Other bands I've noted are Creeper, Boston Manor, Book of E, Booby, Higher Power, Death Blooms, Cassiette, As Death, As December Falls, Modern Era. So quite similar yeah. crossover with Burn It Down the week before. It, it does seem, that I, one thing I've noticed from last week and this week is there's a lot of bands kind of doing the same mm. Same circuit, as which it were, it, yeah. festival circuit. Which I guess makes sense. They're UK festivals, UK bands. It's easy to give them some exposure, but different parts of the country. Yeah, yeah. And maybe introduce a, a different fan base in different mm. regions. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, again, that's one I'd, I'd quite happily go to. Mm. Yeah, and then there's also six other bands, I think, which I hadn't heard of, but could look into. Ticket-wise, it's £59 for general admission, including any booking fee. That is really good. And then there are also a couple of other options. There's the Rise Pack option, which is 72, and you get a merchandise pack with that. Oh, do you get... So does that include a T-shirt? Then? It's in T-shirt. I think there was a pin badge or a patch. I can't quite remember now, but there's about three or four different bits of merch included. And then there's also a VIP option. Mm-hmm. And with that one, you get a Q-Jump wristband, private main stage balcony to view from, I think there's a separate VIP bar and a separate VIP um, lanyard to wear. 
Okay. I'm not sure if you get any other merch with it or yeah. if you kind of, you know, sometimes you get a package where it's like the, the previous package. one plus this yeah. included. So didn't seem to say you got a t-shirt or anything, but that one's um, £88 as well. And there's also after party tickets, £7 listed. And I don't know if you automatically get into that if you've got your ticket VIP, or yeah. if. I imagine the VIP ones have probably got a, a little bit, mm. something like that included, I would have thought. Yeah. They, it's, it's the thing that's usually included with those sort of tickets. Mm. But yeah, again, that one sounds quite good. And if it wasn't so close to us going on holiday, then might be one to do a little day trip to. Yeah. Really, I think, yeah, weekend in Newcastle could have been a thing. Yeah, Newcastle's always good mm. for a, a night out. I've yeah. done Newcastle many times. Um, relating to that, actually, apparently there's Rise Alternative Nightclub in Newcastle. So they're the people who put this festival together. Mm. So again, maybe one for next year if we don't get to it this year. That's definitely one to kind of keep an eye on. Mm. I think we need to start um, getting a, getting a calendar for twenty twenty three and just penciling in things, all the small uh, yeah. sort of festivals we want to do. Yeah, and just keep an eye out because very often when a festival ends and they announce their dates, don't they, for next year, and we yeah. can just get the calendar for next year started up. Yeah, exactly. And then hopefully we can come on here and uh, kind of make some announcements as to which festivals we're doing mm. and what you can look forward to. Yes. So finally, we've got our ready to mosh recommendation. Yeah. And this week it is Cemetery Sun. Who we've seen. We both saw it download, yeah. Yeah. And, well, I enjoyed watching them. Yep, so did I. I wasn't planning on watching them. You had them on your list anyway, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I just came along and met you because you were there and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, So they're a trio from Northern California and... They've just released uh, their first album. Yeah, last year I think it was released following quite a lot of singles over the last kind of five or six years. Yeah, so they've, re- they've released a lot of EPs, but mm. and like you were saying, a lot of singles. And yeah, we saw them at Download. I thought it was a decent sized crowd as well. Mm, yeah. It, it, the, the tent looked pretty busy for that kind of time of day, and especially considering who else was on. Yeah, was it around lunchtime on Sunday? Yeah, it was around yeah, one o'clock. In the Avalanche. Yeah, so they've got um, a couple of singles, I think, so far off the album that yeah. have been released. One's called Ascension, and the other one's called I Don't Know You Anymore. And if you're a fan of Linkin Park, then you really need to give these guys a listen, because they, the, especially I Don't Know You Anymore, there's a, mm. it's very influenced by Linkin Park. That definitely comes through. Yeah, definitely. Um, so a few kind of write-ups about them and they gave that kind of impression and mm. related them to Linkin Park and that kind of sound. Yeah, you, you can see it come through and they're really, really good live as well. Mm. Really got the crowd going. Yeah, they did. Um, they have actually got some UK dates coming up later in the year in November. So they're playing in Norwich, Manchester, London, Newcastle and Leeds. Okay, Leeds one might be... Um... Might Check be... out the date, see if it's doable for us. Yeah, might be worth checking out. Hopefully, um, watching again. Yeah, um, one word of warning if you are going to see them live at Download, they we're one of those bands that makes you crouch down <laughs> during a song, you know, the old slipknot style. Yeah. To spit it out, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we did kind of all, all of those that could did crouch down, some of us under protest because we're of that age yeah, and jump old. up so just just be warned you might need to do that old movie if you do go and check them out but don't let that put you off yeah so yeah recommendation of the week really really good and um they have actually just got a recent single out this year as well break me down 
Okay, I've not listened to that one yet. Yeah, I've listened to a bit of it. Okay. Well, listened to it a bit, sorry, not a bit of it. Um, So, yeah, go and give that a listen as well. Well, thanks for listening. That's the end of this episode. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram if you want to search Ready to Moshcast. So give us a like and a follow there. And if you like what you've been listening to, then tell people about the podcast as well. Make it stop, move.